Hi, I'm Brenna Ardron, and you're listening to For Your Healing Pleasure. This life can be rocky, which makes healing a big part of it. I started this podcast as a space to explore all that promotes healing. Through the voices of guests, healers, and thought leaders, I hope you gain bits of inspiration for your own healing journey. I believe together we can heal. So without further ado, for your healing pleasure. Hello, everyone. Welcome to For Your Healing Pleasure. Today, I have Yvonne Heavenly on, and we're just going to chat a little bit about um, healing through creativity and creative expression. I'm really excited for you guys to meet her. Um, She's a new friend of mine, but we've become really fast friends. We met through um, To Be Magnetic's work, um, doing the manifestation challenge um, at the end of 2021. And so I'm so excited to introduce her to all of you. Um, Yvonne, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and kind of talk a little bit more about who you are, what you do? Yes, of course. Hi, everybody. I'm really excited to be here. And thank you so much, Brenna, for having me. I'm Yvonne Heavenly, and I am an integrative nutrition coach and soon-to-be board-certified health and wellness coach as of May 2022, and I'm also a mind-body yoga teacher, YouTuber, podcaster, and on the side, I do do some acting, modeling, and voiceover work. So I do a lot of different things, wear a lot of hats, but the, the main part or synopsis of who I am. It's just, I'm a wellness girl who used to be a theater kid. And here I am today, just, you know, figuring out my path and my company I just founded is called Heavenly Health. So it's all about health coaching and health and wellness and yoga. I love that. I love that uh, multi-hyphenate bio. It's so amazing. I'm always like, you want me to, okay, I'm going to figure out what to say because it's a lot of different things, but I'm getting better at, you know, synthesizing. I love it so much. Um, something that I want to kind of start out with is, um, I love to like ask guests, you know, obviously what brought them here and like what brought them to where they are with like starting your health for you, starting your health coaching business and kind of, um, what brought you to this healing path. Um, and I'd love for you to talk more about your, path exiting your corporate job and getting into acting because I think that's super interesting and will be helpful for anyone that's kind of navigating a similar trajectory um yeah okay so it's been a long road for sure it all started probably back in 2013 that was the basically I call it the initiation of my wellness my spiritual journey and just coming home to myself because I felt before that age, I felt pretty lost, didn't know who I was, didn't really use my voice, didn't speak up. I was just very kind of, very much a hermit and isolated, introverted, all of those different things of just shutting myself off. So I think it was a majority because I had hardcore acne back then, Mm -hmm. cystic, pustule acne, food sensitivities, digestive issues, stress, all of that was basically, you know, keeping me from living my life to the fullest. And it was in 2013, during college at UC San Diego, I met a friend, she's now a dear friend, and she pretty much invited me into this whole path of learning functional medicine and integrative nutrition as a means to heal my skin. 
So she helped me make that mind-body connection of nutrition, what you put in your body, shows up on your face, but she really helped me with stress management and learning how to just enjoy life. She would take me to the beach, she'd take me salsa dancing, line dancing, and I was just thinking, why is this girl so happy? She just had a joy for life, and I didn't have that during that time. And so it was really interesting for me to see someone who was happy, vibrant, and at peace with themselves. She was just very confident, and it was all because of wellness. And I'm thinking, okay, I need wellness. That's going to be my thing now. And I just became obsessed because during that time, I was just a fitness girl. Mm -hmm. I just loved being in the gym, like gym rat, always lifting weights and just kind of jamming out to my tunes and just that was just another way to isolate myself and you know be in my own space but it, it always kept me away from people and then this this girl her name's Kathleen she's now a naturopathic doctor mm -hmm. so that shows like how where she went on her path which is also very exciting she'll probably be on my podcast at some point. yeah but she um was all about um joy so I wanted to find joy in all the different ways I could. And during that time, I thought I was going to be doing more theater and using communications because that was where I had come from since high school. Just a theater kid, having big dreams, wanting to go to Broadway and really go for it. But during that time, I didn't have support uh, in terms of like seeing it as a realistic dream. Mm -hmm. So decided to go to college and get a communications degree because it was really broad and kind of generalized for like the media industry which looking back I love that I did that and it really makes sense as to why that was a part of my life um, but during college it didn't make any sense and I wasn't enjoying the studies and I was just doing musicals while studying nutrition and then we ended up traveling abroad so we went to go live in Italy and in Spain and during that time, that's when it clicked for me. I saw the way other people lived outside of America. And that was really fascinating to me because it was a lot of farmer's markets, fresh home cooking, communal living, kind of like a village sort of culture. Everyone was really um, the focal point of the European world seemed like like romance, family, relationships, people. And... I didn't feel that in America and definitely I didn't grow up like that because I come from a family of divorce and we never would sit down and have like a family dinner type of thing or we definitely wouldn't go hang out at the park on the weekend which is very much like a secluded lifestyle and given that I had horrible acne I always kind of hid behind my hair turned off the lights closed the windows I, I just spent my life pretty much in darkness if I'm being honest so wellness coming to the wellness helped me come to the light of life i live a really bright airy life now full of you know like neutral colors and open windows and my skin's clear and glows and it's just a whole different lifestyle so this is basically my journey of how i got from there to here um and as i'm saying this i'm realizing wow it really was wellness brought me into the light literally i can open the windows now and like wear a ponytail and not be scared to be seen so yeah, yeah it was it was a big journey for sure and the, the acne kept me away from a lot even from those desires of pursuing Broadway and stuff I just felt I, I can't be confident in the skin on stage like there's no way I can have these bright lights on me you know yeah. and, but playing characters is an interesting way to play, put on a mask and be someone you're not so that's kind of where my journey brings me to today so that's early 20s. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. my gosh. There's so much in that like 
I've had issues with my skin as well. And I mean, my skin recently has cleared up um, quite a bit. And I, (laughs) it's, it's really interesting how that can happen sometimes, um, even like outside of what you like, what you think will do that. Um, But I love Mm -hmm. you talking about like, I I do think that like acne and like having like issues of skin can be like a really um, big mask to like allowing yourself to be seen. And um, I love that like healing in a more holistic way of like healing through community and, um, you know, eating whole foods, but like in like community and like really enjoying what you're like cooking and eating and consuming. Um, I think that's just such a beautiful way to look at holistic health and like, and healing, um, something like your skin in a more holistic way versus, you know, throwing all the creams and, and everything at it. I think that's super interesting. Um, but yeah. Okay. I want to hear more about, um, you know, that's the early twenties. And then what happened after that? Mm -hmm. So I ended up, let's see, coming home. I was a lot less stressed after living in Europe Mm -hmm. and something about being there reset my soul. And now that I understand astrocartography and astrology, I realized, okay, I was activated when I was over there. Um, during that time, I thought I was Italian. Um, now I've done some of my ancestry work and found out that I'm not. But I was living in Spain at the time, and I'm about 25% Spanish and Portuguese. Mm-hmm. So that was really great connecting to my roots and my ancestry because ultimately I've been on a journey of identity. And um, I guess with the acne story, it kind of strips you of your identity because you want to hide for so long and you don't look in mirrors, you don't look at yourself, you don't take pictures, you just never want to be seen. So it's an interesting path that I've been on and I'm literally realizing in this interview, (laughs) (laughs) different bigger parts of my journey, I'm like, wow, that's interesting. But so the skin cleared up with holistic nutrition and I did do a couple months of Accutane with this friend because she was on the same acne journey and she suggested it for mm-hmm. me. And knowing what I know now about holistic health, I probably wouldn't do it. Um, take the Accutane because of, you know, like side effects with the liver and things mm-hmm. like that. But it was probably one of the best decisions of my life and it cleared up my skin instantly in three months. It works. It works. Cool. That like, yeah. I mean, my brother um, was on Accutane and like it really, really helped him a lot. Like got his skin under mm-hmm. control. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I like, I want to say, oh yes, you know, handle your skin internally, holistically and everything. But if you don't have a huge background in nutrition and like stress management and all these other things involved and you want healing to the point where you're having suicidal thoughts and like acne can literally be used to such a, like a clinical depressive state yeah. that yes do the Accutane you're gonna find healing immediately and but you're gonna have to reset your body and you know give yourself supplemental nutrition and all the other benefits and things um to kind of help you out like even to this day my liver needs extra support because of that medication but I'm very glad I did it and um my friend she went into naturopathic medicine after that and she even says she's like I'm still glad we did that we 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 bloomed we exploded after we we healed our skin it was like given being given a key to life like finally being able to you know show up yeah which is 
amazing. So that's 2014-ish. Mm-hmm. And then um, we graduate. I decide I need to learn more about this stuff. I need to continue my studies. I got a comm degree, but I wanted to learn more about nutrition and health. So I went to Institute of Integrative Nutrition, mm-hmm. learned so many different dietary theories and how um, integrative foods aren't just food as nutrition. So integrative food is um, everything we digest in life that may be relationships, spirituality, physical fitness, um, career, purpose, um, being a constant student, always learning. Those types of things nourish us and feed us even so much more than what we put on our plate. So once that clicked for me, I just was been off to the races ever since, and that was 2015. But during, during this whole thing, I still had to make a living while pursuing these passions on the side. So I did corporate America and um, worked in media. I put my degree to use and worked at Coca-Cola and E-Channel and a few studios in Hollywood. And that was really, really fun. And it makes so much sense how I'm integrating my current life with those past work experiences. And I'll get to that point yeah. too. But that's really where... Um, I put my health and wellness knowledge to the test because as we probably all know and hear how intense it can be in a corporate environment and a nine to five lifestyle, it's, it's probably the most important thing is to have a holistic wellness lifestyle or else those type of environments can kill you. Like stress can be one, the number one factor, you know, to inflammation and disease and just so many other disorders later down the line. So I, I felt like a ticking time bomb a little bit during my time in corporate America. So it was only a six-year journey for me. Yeah. And then I ended up, I call it, I, I retired out of that whole <laughs> system. And I went full force in, right before the pandemic, um, following my greatest dreams, which was pursuing the arts. Since I lived in Hollywood, all of it was happening around me. I decided, you know what? I'm pretty young. I still... I'm starting to believe in miracles and crazy impossible things now. And my mindset was just had expanded so much through health and wellness and learning universal laws and spirituality and all these things. I'm just like, I'm a creator. I don't need to be sitting at this desk anymore and, you know, making PowerPoints all day and going to meetings and doing busy work. I am, I I knew my self-worth so much more by the time it was 2019 that I just jumped ship and I left my old job and, um, it's been a wild ride ever since. So I can go ahead and start telling you about all of that um, segue into the arts and what that did for my healing journey as well. Yeah, I would love to hear that next piece. I love that you talked about, I mean, the skin thing is so interesting to me um, because I think it's so true. Like looking at like the holistic pieces of like not only what you eat, but also like the environment that you're taking in. And, um, it's really interesting because for me personally, I like had, had so many issues with my skin. Um, but like they were often linked to like, I had some issues in high school and college, but like when I started my restaurant job in 2017, they, my skin got like really, really bad. And I think that a lot of it was, um, due to like me just not being happy in that job. And then like, I was in another job, um, last year that like was just not aligned either. And it was interesting because like, 
I would stress myself out with like, like get finding the right products and like getting on the right diet and like all of this different stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, as soon as I left those environments, I would see my skin like change and get better. Um, and so for me, I've like definitely noticed the environmental aspect or like even like if you start to do like healing on some of the environmental things or the things that are like caught in like your mental space, like the thoughts, all of that stuff, like it can clear up, you know, physical aspects of the body, which is so wild to me. And I like want to explore a little bit more, but I love to hear that that was something that like you guys kind of explored in your nutrition program, like that whole, the whole body system um, and like what is energetically happening. So interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of one of the most important quotes I feel of my whole career is, um, I think it's in Dr. Mark Hyman's book. Mm. What's it called? The Food Fix. It's right here on my bookcase. It. Um, it's He's talking about how the environment is the single most determinant factor of our overall health above all else. Literally, it's the most fa- important factor in terms of um, mortality rates or, you know, just obesity, mental health, literally every facet of being. Mm. So been really fascinating because also a part of my story is I've moved home locations about almost like 57 times I've moved in Whoa. my life. And yeah, I've, I've really, it's almost like a case study for me at this point to see who I become in every different environment that I'm in, mm-hmm. as well as Europe and a lot of different pockets of LA become a different person every time I live in a different city, you know, and it's just, it really does make sense. You pick up on the, um, the people, the thoughts, because it's it's cognitive science or neuroscience. It's mirror neurons, you know, we're social beings. We become who we hang out with, all of right. those, you know, type of facts. And it's just, if you're in an environment, you know, with negative energy or overwhelm, stress, even living near a freeway and there's just constant energy flowing. And, you know, from the TBM works, is energetics are very, very real right. and something to really focus on. Um, and, like, with the skin piece... Um, skin our largest organ you know in the body and it just breathe it's a living you know breathing entity and you're you're having an inner reflection of what's going on in the gut in real time on your skin it's kind of like a mood ring whatever mood you're in whatever you ate that day shows up on the face let alone shows up in your eyeballs there's something called um, iridology I think that's what it's called where you can literally see your holistic health based off of the color of the whites of your eyes. Oh, wow. And there's even face mapping where you can look, you know, oh, if I'm breaking out right here or here, um, I'm pointing to under my chin for those who can't see me. <laughs> um, hormonal, cystic acne, you know, everything kind of has a map on the body within meridians. And then you go into reflexology, teeth are connected to every organ in your body. And it's like, whoa, we're so interconnected that it's just crazy when you start seeing life in that way. And that's really the holistic lens right. um, that really has helped me a lot with um, changing my environment because now these days I'm very into feng shui, using my environment as a means for healing as well. I live in Venice Beach and I've never been happier in my life near the water. Yeah. Um, water resets the whole nervous system pretty instantly the way a forest resets the nervous system, like via forest bathing. You, you know, people are familiar with yeah. that. 
So all of these things are so healing um, just as much as a supplement or, you know, a pharmaceutical or anything like that. You know, nature really is medicine. And I feel like with the skin, your skin definitely changes the more you clear your mind, you clear your environment and um, what you're putting in your body. It really, really shows. And it just didn't click for me back in the day when I had really bad acne. I was going through two divorces with my parents, my stepdad and clearly I was stressed, you know? Right. I think um, that like, it's so hard when like, cause a lot of these things come through when we're younger and like, there's so many other hormone, hormonal things going on as well, but it's hard when you don't have the context of like, Oh, like what really is happening with me? Like, why am I like, there's so, there's so many different factors. Like, uh, one of my teachers, um, Milana Snow just, uh, talked about like her skin journey and like she talked about like she had really bad acne and like for her she like had tried everything and was going to a facial acupuncturist and then um, the acupuncturist eventually like asked like why did you give yourself acne which like seems like a very confronting question and it is but wow. it like made her kind of look at and think about like, yeah, like what is, why am I attracting this into my life? Why is this manifested in me? And she was able to kind of unpack like, um, the, you know, why she felt like she needed to hide, why she like, um, felt like she couldn't be seen, like whatever it was. Um, and that may not be helpful for everyone. I think that like take what resonates and leave what doesn't. But I think that like it was really interesting for her because she had tried everything or felt like she'd tried everything, but she hadn't looked at like, what am I taking in or like, what am I afraid of? Why am I afraid of being seen? Like, what are all of the stories that are attaching me to this acne? Um, but anyways, uh, to like continue on like where you are now and the transition of leaving your corporate job and then actually deciding to pursue a dream of yours, which is acting. Um, I'd love to talk about that a little bit more and what that transition looked like for you. Definitely. I'm having a breakthrough right now on the, the transition when you said, why did you give yourself acting? Mm. I'm remembering before I left my corporate job, I went on my honeymoon in Bali in 2017, and there was um, the Eat, Pray, Love healer. She was there, uh, YN. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the exact YN from the movie, but I think it was um, the next descendant, or YN had passed away, but most people in Bali have the name YN. So the actual site that Julia Roberts goes to, or Elizabeth Gilbert, in that story, we went to the first night we went to Bali, and my system was really shot during that time my nervous system from working as the right hand to a president um a male president for the film and tv studios during that time it's a very stressful kind of devil wears prada-esque career um but just picture hollywood meets um during the me too movement meets the movie bombshell <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much what i was experiencing Yikes. so man it was all <laughs> interesting because it was tv and film so that's why i say that the bombshell movie yeah um, so I'm a little burnt out and Hathaway <laughs> in Hollywood running around trying to, um, plan a wedding and get married. I had been with my husband, I think for uh, 10 years at that point. And 
we have our whole huge journey before that of healing and you know reconciliation all types of stuff um there so i was also entering my saturn return and i was in a musical during that time because i still was having that voice seek the arts you know arts is what really brings you alive so picture all of that happening all at once and i had just moved to la so i was so overwhelmed i felt like i was i couldn't breathe during that time so we chose bali because i needed healing during that crazy year of my life and we get there we needed i needed two weeks just to do nothing because I, I couldn't catch my breath you know when you're you're in a burnout stage yeah. it's so hard to breathe yeah you know um in in yoga it's like life is a you know the quality of the breath you take so during that time I could barely breathe any life into myself so I look back at that symbolically and it's just like man okay this was an emergency yeah. so I get to Bali the healer sees me and she immediately wants to do a body reading on me and she literally asked me to take off majority of like my shirt my tank top and she looks at all my meridian points and she sees that um I have karma in my skin and that's from a past life mm. um and I'm healing it but I'm still working on it and then she said I had a blockage in my uterus. Like she could just see all these things through muscle testing and touching my body and doing what the Balinese do. You know, they they bring their spirituality and all their holistic knowledge into a really incredible experience. Um, and if you haven't read the book or seen the movie, just check out the movie. It was pretty much the Julia Roberts experience. Yeah. So <laughs> I have that moment, and she says I had um, energies and spirits in me as well as the karma. And that was causing food sensitivities, digestive um, discomfort, because my mind was too overactive, mm. too extreme, back and forth. Um, and that's what was causing my digestion and my skin issues. So that was really what clicked for me for, for the final, you know, straw. <laughs> I was like, okay, I need more yoga. I need to just continue to meditate and tame this monkey mind. Um, because, you know, in yoga, they say... Uh, the body is just a physical manifestation of the mind. Everything starts there. Mm -hmm. And that was my journey to tame the mind. Ironically, that same year, the musical I was in was called Monkey Business. <laughs> and it's all about taming the monkey mind. I mean, just like too overactive. And I played a monkey. So it was really interesting <laughs> being in that show at the same time. I was the monkey, like learning how to tame the monkey. So 2017 was very cool. It was kind of like... My, my pathway to a deeper spiritual awakening than the other two that I had had previously in my life. Because typically we tend to have about three or four by the time we're in our 30s. So I was on the next leg during my Saturn return. And um, it was then that I realized I find healing in my heart through the arts. Because mm. during that show, I went to the bathroom and I cried after the performance was over and my heart just opened. I laughed for the first time in years. Um, I sang and the audience was so moved with my voice. And I was just like, why do I have these innate talents, but I'm not using them. And instead I'm in this corporate space where I'm so burnt out in, a, in fight or flight mode all day long. My system can't even digest or rest anymore. Right. And I could see it on my face again. I could see all of the wellness that I had built up and learned how to create for myself was dissipating in my light. Like my energy was getting, you know, dimmer and dimmer. In Ayurveda, they call it ojas. Just like you can see the bright, like spirit through the eyes and through the skin when someone has vitality or they're in alignment. And I could just see my light is gone, mm -hmm. like completely. So 
I gave myself two more years during that job. Um, I continued to listen to spiritual podcasts and read. I went into a deep, kind of almost a trance of spiritual development, meditation, and studies. I became yoga certified during that time in Pasadena at Yoga Works. (laughs) And that's when I kept hearing voices. Um, I actually heard a voice that said walls coming down while I lived in Hollywood. And I was thinking, that wasn't my voice. Interesting. Some frames in my house started like being tilted and not fully straight. Things would fall off the walls. And I'm a big believer in, you know, your reality, the micro and the macro. Everything's connected and talking at all times. And I literally look around my home and see the messages that are trying to be told to me because I'm just constantly in communion with God or the divine. And that's kind of like in the definite space I was in. Very awake, very observant. So I knew what needed to be done, and I made a plan one day on my yoga mat. I saw um, Carrie Washington on a YouTube video in her Architectural Digest house tour. And I looked at her, and I was just like, oh, she's living the dream. And then at the studios I was working at, I run into her at the in the bathroom that were at my office, because I happen to work in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and she happens to work at the Scandal um, stages at the studio I was working at. So I see Carrie Washington on YouTube. She's expanding me. It was basically a trigger when I saw her. I just started crying so hard on my yoga mat, like, asking, you know, what do you want me to do? I don't understand what's missing. Like, why do I – I've done all this work. I've traveled the world. I've married the love of my life. I have a dream career. I made it. But I feel, like, broken. I feel empty. There's a void. I have no health and wellness anymore. What what can I do? And um, I just kept hearing that I need to leave or else – I might die. <laughs> and I say that because during yoga training, I asked all of my yoga peers um, about stress. We were, we were studying philosophy and the deep effects of stress and how stress can ultimately lead to death. And it said that in my Yoga Works manual, side effects of stress can be death. But I asked everyone in the room, I was like, you guys, I think I might, I think I might die if I stay at this job. And all the girls just like hugged me and they told me like, you got to go, Vaughn. You just, you need to leave. So that was my invitation, um, and I'm alluding to the human design chapter of my life. Um, yeah. That was me being invited. I'd love – so um, Yvonne is a projector, um, so that is her strategy to um, waiting for the invitation. Um, but, yeah, I'd love mm-hmm. for you to talk a little bit more about, like, your human design type. Yeah, that – I don't know, that journey, like, how you even discovered that as well. That was probably the biggest, uh, gosh, wake-up call mm-hmm. was when the human design piece fell into place was after the journey to Bali. I did a astrology reading in Bali on my way out. I was going to the airport that day, but I just heard another, like, knowing. And now I know in human design I have splenic authority, so it's an instinct, like a, a survival splenic spleen voice that just talks to me in an instant and if I don't hear it I don't listen to it I lose that magical doorway that's being open in that moment so I listened when I heard it because you only hear it once according to human design when you have the splenic authority so I heard it followed it we changed all of our plans um and we went into this random town in Bali it was in the off skirts just far away and I was just being led by the voice and we get to this astrologer, and he gives me a Vedic astrology reading, mm. which was fascinating. 
fascinating. It blew my doors off. Like, I always say to this day, like, this was the most life-changing thing I've ever done, and it's still true. I actually have a series on my YouTube channel about this astrology reading, because I, I just had to share that information with people. Yeah. So, according to Vedic astrology, um, I have a Gemini moon, so it's a, it's a moon celestial base, or lunar society in Bali or in the east, so... I was I found out that I had like this Gemini two sides to me um, when I was in Bali. He told me I go from one extreme to another, mm. always back and forth. You have to tame that mind. You can find all healing and everything you want to do through meditation. I was like, man, I keep being called meditation. It's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so during that Vedic astrology awakening, I went deep. I learned about Rahu and Ketu, north and south nodes of the moon, used that to essentially give me my life purpose. I found out my north node was in Aquarius, as well as my south node was in Leo. So that's going to be how I tie this whole story together of what I realized about the arts and um, as a means and pathway for healing. So Vedic astrology was fun, but it's deep and it can be very, um, it's so confronting. Yeah. And it's so complicated. There's like 27 nakshatras, and there's so many different natal charts you have in Vedic astrology compared to tropical Western astrology. In Western astrology, some people call it like the Starbucks version of astrology, <laughs> where it's very just one chart, that's it, focus on the sun sign, it's a sun-based society. But you look in the East, they have, oh, I, think, I think it's like 108 charts or something like that, another sacred number from you know, the, the East. But there's so many different charts, and he showed me how, like, just intricate my life, you know, um, design was. It's so, I I haven't had a Vedic reading, but I had a friend who, like, um, she, um, she's Indian, and she um, gave me, like, a little piece of, like, Vedic astrology through the lens of astrocartography at the time, and it was super interesting because just in that little piece and it's like very it was like a very small sliver um I so like you see like the complexity through like the analysis of cycle of life cycles and like oh like this is like the time of conception being important to like the actual like birth chart and like all of these like different nuanced aspects that I'm sure um exists maybe in some way in western astrology but it was just like super interesting to see like the differences the nuances the like complexity of vedic astrology so yeah so complex and i actually realized i do love complexity (laughs) Um, i love diving deep i love systems and that's a very projector um you know sort of thing we we are the masters of systems and i didn't know I was a projector at that time and I look back at my childhood I used to read quantum physics books I used to be just very into um astral projecting and being in that new age section of like Barnes and Noble when you're young and it's just like you don't tell your parents you're just like sneaking you're reading all of these wild books so I've kind of always been into these things because um, I mean now I thought it was kind of weird because but also yeah your sun sign so um Avant's sun sign is Aquarius I'm also an Aquarius she just had a birthday um mine is coming up this week uh but yeah so I think that like that Aquarian like you know thirst for knowledge and like seeking is coming yeah. through in that too oh, 
Totally, yeah. yes. And it's so cool because we kind of feel, as Aquarians, a little bit more of like an outsider, or they call us the alien of the Zodiac, mm-hmm. and you know, whenever you see like stereotypes of signs, it's like everyone else is like a human and they come to us, it's like the alien emoji, I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> but it makes so much sense now, for sure. Um, so I was, what was I linking that to? So astrology led me to, to, to Vedic astrology, which led me to dive deep into the north and the south node. So Rahu and K2, yeah. okay, that's where I was. Um, okay, so that's what I realized. Rahu and K2 are basically the, um, the head of a snake and then the tail of a snake. So it's this tail, I mean, this symbology in Vedic astrology that's really fascinating. It kind of gives you the theme of your life in terms of karma, where you're going. But the snake sometimes has its head cut off and you stay in your south node, so you just are like the bottom of this snake, and it's the kundalini, it's the awakening, it's all of the energy systems, it's so symbolic, it's so deep, I'm not going to go all the way there, but that's kind of just an overview of Rahu and Ketu, um, and so my is in Leo, and Leo is all about the entertainer, being on stage, the arts, ego, confidence, self, the lion, the hair, you know, it's just a very magical um, sign, but um, the North Node in Aquarius, we know we're all familiar with what age we're in. It's all about the humanitarian, the collective, being of service, being there for people and thirst for knowledge and pouring wisdom onto society. So I could see in my Vedic chart that, oh my gosh, I have to focus on my North Node. That's where I'm going to find my most growth in life. And what comes easy and naturally to me is Leo, the arts, being on stage, you know, being creative, being confident having the hair, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I knew, <laughs> I knew intuitively like, oh, okay, I love the arts, but I need to kind of go away from them in order to get to my North Node, my life purpose. Because I understood North Node was more purpose-driven. And I am I know a lot of us in the spiritual community are trying to like literally make this maybe our last time on Earth and go to other planets and go off to other lifetimes. And, <laughs> you know, people are like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this planet. Like, can we like, you know, figure out a fast track or what have you so that's kind of what you do with astrology you figure out the game the cheat codes of life so I felt like the matrix I could see all this like code around me looking at my Vedic astrology chart and I was just I was deep in it very deep in it in 2017 and it went on like that for two years and then one day I heard on the highest self podcast about human design and then it was over (laughs) so over (laughs) as in it was just beginning so that transformed my whole life. I feel like um, that was like Neo in the Matrix moment where you just like come out of the, you know, the gooey egg. He like wakes up and he takes the, you know, rods out of his back or whatever, out of the cords. <laughs> so that's kind of how the human design experience is, or at least it was for me. So a lot of people might agree. <laughs> oh, for <laughs> sure. Human design yeah. is like, has become one of the more interesting things for me to delve into, which is why like I bring on so many people that talk about it on this podcast. Um, Cause it, it's just so fascinating. And 
I mean, I love all of, I really love astrology as well because I, I love all of these systems that um, allow us to understand ourselves in a deeper way. Um, but yeah, human design, I think in a lot of ways, um, creates a lot of actionables within the body that I feel like, even though it is very complex and like there's a lot of complexity to a human design chart, I like that there is like a pretty clear actionable of like, how to digest information. Um, and I don't know. It, yeah, it's fascinating. So, yeah. yeah. It's very practical in ways. Yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. Yeah, and that's what I did. I took a lot of action with it because they say it's an experiment. The first few years um, of deconditioning, they say it takes about seven years once you find out your, your design type. You experiment for about the first two years, and then for the next seven years, you decondition and you get into alignment. Mm -hmm. So what year am I in now? Okay, so it's been five years. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> um, you know, and, and even in numerology, like everything cycles and like your um, cells in your body regenerate after seven years. So it all kind of just makes sense. Yeah. And um, with human design, that was really fascinating because I started living in my strategy and authority with um, winning for imitation so I could find success because our signature is to succeed. And I didn't feel like I was succeeding in life, even though on the outside it looked like I had so much success. You know, I had um, I had my husband, a beautiful new car, I was making really good money, but I, that's not how I define success. Um, success is like holistic well-being for me, right. um, and that's what I wanted. So the human design piece, I couldn't stop. I was eating it up every single day at my desk, like with my headphones in and I had all these deadlines and I just couldn't stop listening to like audiobooks, different things about it. So I just decided to jump ship after seeing that Carrie Washington synchronicity happen with me. Um, and I, I made a backstage uh, profile on backstage.com. Which so for, yeah, it's like an actor's, I don't know, like it's essential to acting. It's like a yeah. way that you find um, jobs and casting. Yeah, casting. Yeah. yeah, backstage, I always had heard about it for sure because I've been in theater since I was about five and um, it was just always kind of like a hobby to me and I would hear about it backstage magazine and that would come to your house and like that's where you find out about auditions. Wow. But I didn't know they went digital because I guess I had been out of the scene for a while but I was living in Hollywood and I'm working at these studios and seeing all these actors and creators every day, all this creative energy around me. But I'm meanwhile dying inside because I have this Leo South node. That's my home. I'm home in Leo. I'm home in the arts. You know, um, it comes natural to me. And that's my past life. That's my childhood. Everything I did before my awakening was in the Leo energy. Right. So I realized I was living my whole life in my South node. And then all of a sudden I, I remove my south node, but I'm working in that south node environment of Leo and entertainment, but I'm not entertaining. I'm being hidden again back at my desk. No one's seeing me. My desk was at the corner of two walls, so my face was facing a corner for like almost four years, <laughs> um, hiding behind, you know, screens and all this stuff when a part of my life purpose is to be seen. You know, I spent half my life in hiding behind my hair and in dark lighting and just, you know, just all the time with the acne being my mask. Um, so it was interesting during that time of jumping ship and just take being fully in trust with human design and using those strategies uh, to pursue acting. So I create a backstage profile and then within the first month I book a commercial um, it was a non-union commercial, so those are a little more easy to book than Nationals or SAG, the union. 
Um, and I feel like that's part of the, the algorithm of backstage. As soon as you make a profile, you tend to book pretty easily first. So they can kind of hook you into the subscription. You feel like, oh my God, I'm making it. Let me keep going. But I, <laughs> yeah, but like later on, I realized I'm like, oh, that's just a backstage like sales strategy. They booked me on a commercial instantly because of that. An agent told me that at an agency, that's how the site operates. But in my mind, I was like, this is my sign. This is my invitation. So I kind of feel like naive for quitting my job right after that. But I'm glad I did it. Right. Um, I think that, I like, all that you shared is, like, clearly you needed, like, some sort of bridge to get, like, out of that job. And so, like, if the bridge was a commercial, no matter how it, like, came through, like, <laughs> I think that that is, I don't know, that's, like, huge. And I, I think that with like that south node north node piece like there is yes the south node is definitely like your comfort zone and I think that like at least for me um with like my journey between like my south node and north node it can seem like a clear career path for you because you're like oh, like, this is, like, I do enjoy this, and, like, this feels, like, nice, and, like, it feels, like, exciting to me, and, like, and, yeah, and there's an easefulness to it as well, like, my um, south node is in Taurus, and so for the first, like, all through college, like, really, even in high school, like, I always was, like, interested in, like, fashion, hospitality, like, hotels I thought I wanted to have a lifestyle blog for a while like all of that like Torin hedonistic like um parties and like you know I wanted to be in VR like all of that stuff like that was where I wanted to be and then when I started to work in hospitality I realized that there was something that just was missing like I was like oh if I do this job like I look at my managers and like they're not happy and like I know that I wouldn't be happy I had this very like glorified vision of like owning like a hotel or a restaurant and like it being like really like like just like curating that environment in such a beautiful way and I still know that that's something that I could do and like I have the skills to do that but like that's not my purpose I don't know how much fulfillment I would find in that if that was like my whole life and mm-hmm. so I wonder how that looked for you and like kind of discovering that like South Node, North Node place that you were in of like fully discovering your South Node more by like booking that job and like pursuing acting. And then now like what it's looking like and like expanding your purpose to the North Node piece. Right. Yeah. But I'm curious before. What's your your North Node? I forgot you told me. Yeah, so my North Node is in Scorpio. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's in. So my South Node is in Taurus in the eleventh house. I'm also Taurus Moon, so that complicates things a little bit. But um, and then my North Node is in Scorpio in the fifth house. The fifth house rules Leo, so it's like a very like it still has that Leo energy. And um, my sun sign is in Aquarius in the eighth house. 
Um, eighth house is ruled by Scorpio and Aquarius is opposed to Leo. So there's, there's some complexity in my chart around like all of that stuff. Um, yeah. That's a map for life. Like, what? yeah, I would love to like look at your chart and like dive in and look at your human design. Like, I just love this. Yeah. So very cool because I don't know if, you shared with your show or if it's private or not but you have an artistic heart and wanna you know yeah so I haven't talked about this recently or really on the show yet but like um I am in acting classes and have been for the past like I don't know I guess it's like probably been six months or so now but um I decided I, while I was working a restaurant job, I was surrounded by lots of people that were actors and dancers and in the industry. And I like was very naive, like had no idea about acting, had like never really, um, I had like done some of it in like junior high and elementary school, but like had kind of abandoned that as like a dream or anything that I was pursuing. So when I was surrounded by actors, um, and then was kind of having this crisis of self about like what I actually wanted to do with my life. Um, I like realized that I was really afraid of speaking in front of people. Like, um, you know, something like this, like a podcast or something that's more ad lib, never had an issue with. It was like if I was doing like a memorized speech or like a planned speech, I would get so nervous. I like Anytime I had to memorize anything and like perform it and like do anything close to acting, I was like terrified. And so um, I was in kind of like the beginnings of my spiritual work. And I was like, you know what? That's kind of a dumb thing to be terrified of. Like, and so I should just like confront that fear. Uh, And so what I was talking to one of my coworkers about it um, and kind of talking to her about like classes and like what classes she was taking or whatever. And um, she told me about this free like workshop um, that one of her old acting teachers was hosting. And so I was like, okay, like I'll go to this workshop. And like one of the things for the workshop was that you had to prepare a monologue for it. And so I like spent forever like looking for monologues and like found one and then like was memorizing it and whatever. And um, I got to the workshop and it the only people that prepared monologues, even though it was like the only thing that you needed to do for the workshop was me and her. So I was like, okay. So then I performed the monologue and like, you know, like it went fine. I was nervous, like but generally like it went okay. Like, and it was really interesting. Cause I was like, Oh, like that was actually fun. And like, I actually can enjoy doing this thing. And then I ended up going to a, at a studio and, um, acting studio for classes in LA when I was living there and, um, still was terrified, still like, there were a lot of blocks to go through around my fear of like being seen and being on stage and like being so nervous about like what people would think of my work and all this different stuff. Um, which by the way is 
a huge block to acting because like you can't really think about like what people are going to think about your decisions or whatever. Like it, it just, yeah. Um, so I, um, I went to that class and then I was like, I really enjoy doing this, but I can't do acting and do my restaurant job at the same time. Cause I hate it so much. And like, I would die if I had to sign up to be a server for 10 years while pursuing this other dream. Um, and so I wasn't in class for a couple of years and the pandemic happened and everything. So now I'm back in class online and it's been like something that I've really enjoyed and I want to pursue more. Um, and, but I knew that in order to do that, I needed to find something that I loved to do and could do, you know, while, and would allow me to pursue these other creative things. Um, so yeah, (laughs) sorry to like, um, take over the interview for a second, but like, yeah. I wanted them to kind of hear our kind of artistic Aquarian connection to how we're using this medium of creativity as continuing our path for healing. Um, And I can dive into kind of how the arts have really transformed my my spirit and my ego. There's a lot of spiritual work within the arts and acting because it's channeling, you know, you're channeling different characters, personalities, spirits, ideologies, all through your body and emoting emotion through your face. And there's just so much there um, that I think people don't give um, creators credit for. Um, Since there's a lot of stereotypes in the industry and a lot of, you know, people kind of looking down on the creative uh, world as a whole, as in, oh, just go get a real job, or, like, I do hard work because I'm in medical school and you don't because you're, you know, a creative. And it's, like, that's so, you know, it's so complex and nuanced. It's just such a generalized way to look at the arts. It's, like, hey, man, you know how much training goes into this and right. how many languages and combat skills and studies and philosophies and books I got to read. Like, there's just so much that you can learn as a creative person. Um, and I really like that because it just dives you deeper into studies deeper into understanding your own strategy and authority a la human design so all that in a nutshell but I'll I'll answer your question that you originally asked it was um how did I reflect on this north and south node kind of experience with uh being in corporate and then realizing I should be dabbling into the arts right yeah how I reconciled those two poles that I was feeling um it was interesting because I did that musical during my corporate job and then I did a variety show where I sang Joyful Joyful from Sister Act. I sang that during a, um, a live show, a Christmas show, and mm-hmm. it was at the Self-Realization Temple in Hollywood. So that was a big invitation and awakening because I was asked to audition for that show because I was in the meditation gardens looking at um, a flyer on the wall that said, oh, we're having auditions for the Christmas um, show someone saw me looking at that and he thought you know like I should ask this girl to audition I had no plan on auditioning I hadn't sung in years I was on my way to my car going to the parking lot and this guy literally drags me into the theater and this is probably someone's worst nightmare being dragged into a theater and like asked to sing (laughs) but for me I was kind of like being coy like oh I don't sing I don't I don't do this Ah." and then like next scene I sing a beautiful song in German 
and I'm speaking German. I don't I don't speak German, but I know this um, opera song from um, my vocal technique class in college in German. I think it's like Guten Abend, Guten Nacht, Rosen. It's something like that. I'm trying to remember what the name of it was, but that was what randomly wow. chose to come out of me that day, which is so random because I know so many songs. But I sang it, and I immediately got in the show, and um, they let me sing whatever I wanted to, and my pursuit of joy has been kind of the main part of my wellness path and then all of a sudden I hear Joyful Joyful sung by Lauren Hill and I'm like that's in my register and that is about spirituality because one of the um, criteria for the show is you have to sing something about you know divinity it has to be something related to God because this is a temple you know we're having a Christmas show you so you can't sing anything about lusting or like no Justin Bieber songs like you just gotta like (laughs) he literally specifically said Justin Bieber I was like okay so no like so it can't be pop I didn't know what to sing right but joyful joyful just came and I was like okay that's that's a like a gospel temple type of you know song I'm sure they would love it so I get my sister to be my backup dancer and singer and she's behind me doing the choreography that you see in Sister Act. And we sing it together because she's also a singer and an actress and all of that stuff. She was living with me at the time. That activated me so much because I got like a standing ovation. So many people, you know, approached me afterwards. Different people asked me if I was um, a Broadway actress or if I, you know, if I had an agent, all these different things. And I'm over here thinking like, this is something I packed away in my past. I don't do this. It's just like a party trick sometimes to bring out. And now... I'm in Hollywood and these people are asking me, you know, like, hey, what's your next move? Do you want representation? All of that stuff. So it was really interesting. Another invite, like, you should keep leaning into this because whenever right. you do sing or you do get on stage, people are inspired. People are transformed in certain in their own certain ways. So I could start seeing that the arts were something magical that was a gift that I shouldn't ignore. I shouldn't hide from the world. And you know, it's there, it's innate, cause it's a south note, it's something that comes easy to me. So I'm doing all this and I just keep tapping in to the arts. Every time I was stressed out, I'd go home and I'd put on some Disney music or some Broadway showstoppers and I would just sing and let my voice out because my throat chakra was super blocked in corporate America. Oh, so I, I knew, would imagine so, yeah. yeah. I just, ha- I knew like, okay, like using my vocal cords, literally the vibration of this sound and harmony because in my spiritual studies, it's like, well, duh, like this whole universe is created of resonance and sound, you know? Yeah. um, Oh my gosh. I I mean, this like speaks to just like you talking about the throat chakra. That's Mm -hmm. been coming up in the collective so much. And like the last like two, I think like the the last couple of interviews I've done have all touched on this throat chakra at some point. It's really wild because it really is so important to like, bringing things to healing to like bringing things into reality like um I know manifestation is a big buzzword but like to actually manifesting things into reality like throat chakra is super important um whether you know you're writing or singing or like and so exercising that muscle especially when it's been blocked is like so huge yeah makes you want to sing like today and whenever I'm down or depressed I'm like okay I need to sing something yeah so I started noticing singing was healing me that void that I was feeling from the corporate job and this the Saturn return kind of um 
Dark Knight of the Soul energy I was going through, because according to Vedic astrology, I was also in a K2 period, which was a dark side of the moon period. Mm. So you add both of those periods together. Those are the darkest periods, I believe, that you can experience astrologically, and I was going through both at the same time. Mm. But I feel like it was because I was going through this deep transformation of becoming to where I'm at today. So I can see it now, but then I felt very helpless and very distraught. My voice was very... Um, like my, I was losing power in my voice. I kind of felt like Ariel at mm. certain points where like my voice was stolen from me. Um, even in work, work environment, I would speak my truth or speak up and like no one would listen or, um, and that creates bitterness for a projector and not being recognized and you have great advice that you want to share and right. no one cares. They think you're a weirdo. So a lot of that, um, those types of experiences, um, just led me to continue singing and people would tell me like, keep doing it just every day, just sing yourself something. So Joyful Joyful brought me to the path, but then at the same time I knew, well, what about nutrition? What about yoga? What about the wellness coach? Like, I'm literally a health coach, and now I'm just, like, in community theater, working in entertainment. Where's that? That's my north node, right? But why is my north node so hard? Why why does it not come easy? Because north node is where the growth is. That's where the learning is because you haven't done that yet, you know, in right. previous lives apparently. So I'm just like, okay, I know and that's my work. But maybe I need to tap into my south node to activate my north node because in Vedic astrology, it's a dance. It's the head attached to the tail of the snake. So when the head's cut off, you're cut off from purpose or aligned being. So I knew, okay, if I want the kundalini to be completely connected, I need to dance between my north and south node. My life needs to be a dance. So now I do treat my life as ceremony or you know as a performance because that's also if you look in the studies of Paramahansa Yogananda and self-realization and it's all about your life is a movie you know and you are the main character in that movie and that's a lot of you know how TikTok operates people are like main character energy but like that really <laughs> is real um life really is a movie and that also stems into like simulation theory and all of that stuff where it's just like this is a projection of God you know we're all different on fragments of right. divine consciousness so how we're being played out you know in these different masks that we wear through our natal chart or whatever those design placements are is really really important so the human design element was just really showing me okay um use both use leo and aquarius use that axis to create something big in the world so that's where i am today is heavenly health my company um, I'm starting my podcast so I can talk about these journeys of like self-realization through healing and all types of different modalities. But um, that's kind of how I reconcile um, the arts. I don't tell myself, oh, it's something I shouldn't focus on anymore. That's like old news. It's more so tap in when you need to into arts as a means for healing and creativity as a springboard to build confidence, build a strong image of self so you can stand up, be a leader projectors are the leaders and the coaches and the guides of this new paradigm so I know that like I have a big responsibility in terms of holding space for healing and pouring wisdom into the world because I'm a double Aquarius during the Aquarian age so I just feel this like big calling and I'm like what do what do you want me to do like how do I do it but during the pandemic it was really just focus on the arts don't think too much don't try to step into leadership right now all of us are collectively traumatized and just trying to heal at home isolated alone so that's what I did during during the panty I just was by myself um singing doing auditions self-tapes um self-submitting and um 
producing my own content, being in sketches and sketches and skits <laughs> and creating. Cause that was, that's another big theme of the pandemic. We we're all creators and you know, like in the media world, it's like the creator fun, be it, be an influencer, be a creator. But it's like, it really is true. We are all co-creators cool and we're creating a new world together right now. And according to human design, 2027 is going to pop off. Like we're going to have such an epic reality in the next few years because of this entrepreneurial, you know, phase we're in where we're all realizing how much of powerful creators we are and yeah. we're working on our self-worth and are really becoming right now. Um, and I felt such a becoming by seeing myself on camera with these auditions and these self tapes and looking in my eyes and seeing the way I operate, seeing my nervous system finally regulated for the first time on camera where I'm calm, I'm grounded, you know, I can, my eyes aren't racing everywhere. Like all of that is a part of the training as an actor. You have to observe the self and that's yoga, you know, yeah. being the observer. So acting is an extremely spiritual experience for me of uh, even with my YouTube channel I've been doing that for eight years just watching myself on playback editing my life retelling my story making myself the character the main character of my own life and creating my dream life on in the editing bay sitting there on my keyboard adding music adding visuals like life really is just like this dance of creation and um, I really think creativity is one of the missing links or the missing factors to holistic health because if you have pillars of health, all the different, like the physical, the nutrition, the family, the community, the purpose, a whole pillar is creativity. So we yeah. learned that in lifestyle medicine because I did go to grad school during the pandemic and um, I pulled out because I decided a different pathway for myself. But what I learned then, you treat your lifestyle as your own medicine. You know, we can really be fed by life and by creativity, the arts. It's very much a feminine energy to create. Cause that's where intuition is that's nurturing it's flow it's it's just a feminine energy that we're in you know in this in this new era and I'm, I'm done with being overly and hyper masculine with my old corporate self and just leaning in to you know vulnerability that's vulnerability is a very feminine nurturing space and what's more vulnerable than being on stage or on camera yeah or speaking, like you said doing a monologue you know totally I mean so many nuggets there. I, I love that you highlight the fact that we all are co-creating, um, our own, yeah, our own lives. We're in co-creation with the universe. And so to practice that creative muscle is so important. And I think that like, it's really interesting. Yeah. For like those that I really enjoy acting because it feels like painting with your body and like with like yeah. the tools that you cultivate and stuff like that and um it it's so interesting to like use that lens because I mean I'm fascinated with um people and like studying emotion and studying like um triggers and and stuff like that and and all of that um becomes really important when you're like I mean, right now I'm in a scene study class and so we're like looking at scenes and um, when you're just dissecting text, you're like, oh, like I say this, why do I say that? Like, why does my character say this? Okay, like where is that coming from? What happened before this moment? Um, and then like, as you like deepen in the work, you're thinking about like, what emotions come up? Um, sorry, we're like having some like 
<laughs> sirens and stuff come through. I love it. Oh I live on the busiest street ever. And it's it's a practice for me as a yoga teacher to just like be in stillness and like not be, you know, my senses all over the place. Because I'm in a, I'm a, there's a fire station across from me. Crazy. So I'm sorry, you guys. Keep going. No, but it's like, so she lives in Venice and like the most beautiful, like near Avakini, like so, such a beautiful, like area and like near the beach and the ocean so it's great Mm -hmm. but um but yeah I in acting like there's so much like um there's so much of that study of like how am I like what am I going to use what do I have access to like what emotions am I going to like turn up or turn down that are being highlighted in this text like what is the emotional state Mm -hmm. of this character like what like how can I play with that like what um what can I bring in and I think that that happens in so many different aspects of creativity this is just what I'm like gravitating towards now but I think that exercising those creative muscles whatever way it comes through um something that like I'm Although, like, I did dance when I was younger, I'm definitely not a dancer. Um, and but I really like to dance. And so I'll just like over the pandemic, like, one of the ways that like I discovered is really great and can be really healing for me is just like moving my body and like kind of just doing like spontaneous, like, like a little dance party with myself. Yes. And, um, it can be so healing, even though it's like the stupid, like it looks so stupid. It's like (laughs) just like getting me back into my body. Like sometimes like it can help me unlock emotions that I've been ignoring. Like, um, I can like cry or like realize like, Oh, you know what? Like I'm really angry right now. And like, I need to like move that through. Um, so yeah, like what other ways, like, do you see creativity like really coming through and like healing you? We've talked about like the voice channel, but like, is there anything yeah. else that like you find yourself exercising in that creative space? Yes. So many things. Um, so with yoga, it's a lot of observation of the ego mm-hmm. and the senses and um, just taming the mind. So being the observer of the self and the ego in yoga is very similar to acting. Mm-hmm. You're observing your ego, the ego of these characters, and um, it's really fascinating to put on those masks. And in human design, I found out my incarnation cross, which is your life theme, I have an incarnation cross of masks. Mm-hmm. So it's really fascinating how, wow. oh, so my life theme is to wear these masks, whether it's... um through acting or a degree, like a PhD is a mask, a certification is a mask, you know, there's just different things we wear and we put on like a costume um, Mm -hmm. to show up in life. And so leaning into that as like, oh, that's actually a power and that's a theme that I should utilize. So that's healing to give me a sense of direction and a sense of peace in what I'm doing, that I'm doing something that's helping me um, transmute my karmic destiny. I feel like I'm constantly quantum leaping into different areas of the self and my spiritual journey like my timeline's changing a lot with acting every time I get into a character 
I, you know, you embody what that character, that character's whole life. Right. And some, some actors, they write a whole novel. Like, I heard Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria. She writes books on every character that she plays. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, what a, what a great scene study and method acting, like, way to, like, really embody the character. And that's so important in spirituality is embodiment and, you know, integration. So with acting, you can play a very confident character. You can play, you know, you can play an evil character. You can, you know, there's so many different parts of self to explore. And um, there's a lot of darkness in acting as well. It's like negative content. So you explore the shadow. It's major shadow work to work, you know, a difficult scene or a violent scene. You're dealing with trauma. You're dealing with representation. You're dealing with identity. And during this time, it's an awakening. Um, it's, It's kind of a renaissance for people of color in media. So that's been the most healing part of this journey is um, using my image or my look to represent others in mm-hmm. art. So I used to feel I wasn't invited to the table. I used to feel I can't do Broadway because I'm not white or brunette, you know, like have the like light brown hair, like look like Belle from Disney and Beauty and the Beast. It's always those <laughs> actress like archetypes who get every role and all the roles are pretty much written to look like that or blonde. Mm-hmm. And um, I was ne- I was just thinking, okay, so there's never gonna be a part for me. This is not an, an invitation. I'm just gonna close the door. I I was heartbroken about not being able to pursue theater for a long time because I felt prejudiced. I felt stereotyped. I felt judgment. I felt just like um, a block there from like not want not being invited in. And however right. energetically you know that feels or can be relatable for others, but as a person of color, it just didn't feel like it was my safe space. Um, it's interesting, though, because I have played characters and stuff before, but you can just feel like, okay, this currently isn't the climate for theater that I want to, you know, participate in. I had a knowing, like my splenic authority, that someday it'll be my time. So I started feeling that in 2019, like, maybe it is my time. Maybe maybe the media is changing. Maybe the arts are opening up to different looks and um, appearances and identities. So at that point, I didn't know my ancestry. I didn't understand what I was made of or who I was, where I was from. Um, I get a lot of mixed messages from both sides of my family, and my family is kind of broken on both sides, and there's not a lot of, you know, people to get information from. And then when you do get information, it's, like, false and, like, misconstrued. So I've been very confused about who I am. So as an actor, you have to put a filter on these casting websites. I can play Middle Eastern. I can play Spanish, Italian, Black. I can play white, ethically ambiguous. There's lots of filters. There's so yeah. many boxes to check. And I, I was really struggling. Which box do I check? I don't know. Like, what can I play? What do I look like? Who can't? What is this identity? But I met with an agent when I wanted to go get an agent. I did a, like a blast, an email blast to a bunch of agencies. Um, and someone responded immediately and signed me because he's like, I need your look. I want your look in my portfolio. I need actors like you. And I was like, oh, my God. Someone actually, like, needs this look. This is interesting. I don't even know what this look is. But that my agent (laughs) taught me. (laughs) He taught me about my filters or my branding aesthetic or image in acting. Because you you can have a branding resume as an actor where you say, here's my height, here's my dimensions, here's who I am, this is what I can play. And if you're confident as an actor in playing these types of roles, you can list those roles. So I listed um, Hispanic, Latina, Indian, um, Filipino, um, you know, I listed everything that I could come off as, but mm-hmm. I realized, man, this is a lot of ethnicities and identities, incarnation, cross of mass. Interesting. <laughs> so 
I keep like seeing, you know, my spiritual awakening and healing through everything I'm doing. So I'm like, okay, this is the right direction. So my filter is just going to be called ethnically ambiguous. And let's just roll with that. So all of the jobs that I submit to are this ambiguous <laughs> ethnicity, these roles, but I book a lot, which is very cool because I can just across the board mold into different looks. Yeah. Um, but that really initiated me into finding out who I actually am because it started being confusing, a little heartbreaking to me that I don't know who I am, but I can play these characters, but I kept getting stereotyped and playing all these Latina roles. And on set, they're like, act more Latina. Like, I don't know what a, like, what do you mean? Do you want me to be a stereotypical Latina or, because I am Latina. Like, what is Latina? Like, I didn't even know. Right. People call me Latinx. I'm like, what's Latinx? You know, and those are all the filters for acting. Yeah. So it's been very interesting educational experience finding out what these ethnicities mean. And then we go into BLM and then all these racial conversations. And then Me Too movement was right before this. And so there was a lot of, like, revolution happening around this journey of um, self and, like, finding out, like, who I am. Um, so I think this is the most important part of health and wellness, at least in my story, <coughs> is identity. So I moved to Venice, and one of my best friends I haven't talked to in 10 years is living here. She invites me to move to, to Venice. That's a whole other manifestation story. But um, she finds a place for me, invites me here. She is a wellness guide who deals with identity wellness in communities. Um, and she's a Jewish studies teacher and all about helping people come back home and find their roots. And she told me, you need to embark on this identity journey. you got to get your ancestry kit. And because um, she saw me going for these roles, but I was just confused about each role I was playing. I'm like, well, I'm not Middle Eastern. How do they act? Well, I'm not Filipino. How do they act? You know, it's, it's such a it's like on. so as you're talking, it's like so crazy to like that. This is still the world we live in in a lot of ways where it's like you have to pick like a lens or a filter of like, oh, like like what like you're gonna like play this whole culture that like you don't like have an attach like that you aren't you know and like that works that's fine you look like them like it's like so crazy and bizarre but I I definitely as someone that you know I'm mixed race and so uh I think I mean typically I get asked like people will ask me like what are you mixed with or like what like are you made up with yeah it's like it's so interesting and like I I know um you know for the most part um because I mean my dad's side of the family is is white my mom's side of the family is Jamaican and there's you know there's so much mixture in like either side of that because that's just like such a broad um that's so broad already um, but at least like I have sort of a place to go, but it's, it's interesting because like being mixed race, you're kind of in this in between, which means that like you are almost your own entity. Like you really like are kind of your own entity of like, this is my cultural experience and this is like who I am and, and everyone has that, but it's like so crazy that like still in this world of like casting they're yes. like, oh, what do you look like? Of course, you'd be able to play this character that like could look yeah. similar to you. It's like, um, yeah, <laughs> it's right. And then they're like disappointed that I'm not Latina enough. But what does I'm that like, even mean? You know? Yeah. yeah. I have 
idea. And I don't speak Spanish, but I can understand it. And I spoke it for about four years in high school learning it. And I lived in Spain, but I still am not fluent. And I'm just not connected to really any culture, honestly. And it's part of my path in becoming right now in the last two years is diving deeper into culture and um, in trying to pick a place or trying to find a creative fusion of my own. Of like, what type of cultural identity do I want to move forward with in this life, with this awakening? And how can I be of service to a culture or a community? And how can I extend that to my children? Because I want to start a family soon. Yeah. My husband and my cats are my family already, but we definitely want to expand. And I don't want my children to feel lost like I have my whole life. So I think acting, being in the creative space has really just propelled me into this place of healing um through identity wellness and uh getting that ancestry result back <laughs> from ancestry.com was so wild recently and it changed the way i showed up as an actor now i know that i'm indigenous native american and i actually visited the historical um native american land in los angeles this past weekend which changed my whole life oh my gosh in just two hours i was there my my, my tribal cousins were there, that's what they call them. They're shirtless, wearing tribal tattoos, they're barefoot, walking around the springs, tending the land. And this is like 15 minutes from where I am in Venice. I'm yeah. just like, well, I've been on my native land this whole time. This is my home, you know. LA is a major home for me. There's so much um, Gabagrino, Tongva um, native land here, yeah. which I'm part of that tribe. I have a tribal number. I've always had it, but I didn't realize how native I was until I saw... Um, my ancestry and then my dad told me I'm part of like four different tribes I'm just like oh okay this changes my acting filter so <laughs> I'm just trying to like lean in to different parts of me and in these cultures these cultures are so sacred but a lot of cultural relevance has been lost um over time and just getting into media and just kind of getting away more within modernity industrial revolution is very much like let's be more about the individual Let's get away from our family, our communal living, like in, uh, they call it kibbutz in um, Judaism and things like that. And that's more like living in a village. And right. if you study the blue zones, all of the areas in the world that have the people who live the longest, they have the most centarians, people who live past 100, all of these communities have the same thing in common is they have a sense of community where people rely on each other. And in terms of women, being in the feminine, being in that nurturing creative space, because the feminine energy innately is a creative energy because we are the creators, we carry life. Um, women need to be in village, we need to be in communion with other women. You know, we need sacred women's circles. We need to be able to share stories. And that's how the human society was built, like sharing stories and storytelling. And what is acting? What is the arts? Storytelling, you know? Right. So it really all definitely connects. And I think studying culture and identity is such a gift. It's like a hidden part of the arts that doesn't get talked about, but it's a fascinating invitation to go deeper within every role and ethnicity that you get to play. So yeah. Oh, it's so cool. I'm so excited. I haven't made that connection fully until just now. Yeah, I think that like it is uh, that is something that like is so great as you know this yeah this invitation to really explore like all aspects of the characters that you're presented and like I think it's so beautiful that like um, you know in realizing even though it's roundabout and like you know I have some issues with like the way that um, <laughs> like 
race and ethnicity is confronted in um, in media, I think that there are areas of improvement for sure. Um, but I think that it's really interesting that it like kind of encouraged you to delve into deeper exploration with yourself and like what you know the cultural identity like of like your background looks like for you and like how you're going to really embody that um in in your life and like how you're going to like alchemize that into like what you bring on to the next generation and I think that shedding light on the fact that like um (laughs) I, I think it's interesting like this uh ethnic ambiguity that like is you know so sexy right now um for and I'm doing that in air quotes um for people that are like in the industry I think that like there is this other side of that that is much more complex for people that actually are mixed race and like on the other side of like like that it is actually delving into like what your ancestral background is, what it looks like and what healing there is to be done there and within that. Um, Coming from you, exploring past lives, you know all about that, like ancestral healing, intergenerational, you know, there's many lives to heal in studying identity wellness for sure. I I definitely have like my own lens that I view it through. Um, I haven't done, I've done some, uh, like looking into ancestral healing, I like definitely haven't delved into it as much as I would like to. Um, but yeah, like I, I should talk about that more kind of my lens that I view, you know, um, past lives and as well as like ancestral healing and like how they kind of coincide. Um, but, um, for another episode, but, Avon, thank you so much for coming on. Um, what are you up to and where can people find you? Yeah, I'm up to some fun projects right now. I'm currently producing a show called Planetones. I'm the host. It's kind of like an e-news, uh, entertainment news magazine show where we feature artists in the chill-out, lo-fi genre and how they're inspired by nature to create their art. Uh, So I'm producing that show as well as I'm producing my first podcast called the Heavenly Health Podcast, hoping to launch in Aquarius season. I'm getting all my ducks in a row right now and booking guests and we'll definitely have you on the show. It's going to be so much fun. Um, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what's the exact lens I'm going to, you know, implement for my show because I'm very inspired by you talking about healing journeys, but I want to put like a spin on it through... Um, human design uh, because I call myself a human design health coach and I want to dive into people's charts using um, human design 2.0 software where we really dive into the environment, the touch, the physical body, all of the different elements of your chart that help you digest life in more holistic ways and help heal the body. So I think that's what my angle is going to be and it's going to be really fascinating but I know it's going to evolve, going to be a podcast more... um, towards the spiritual space, um, diving into some kind of paranormal topics and different things having to do with what's your own version of heaven on earth? How do you create your version of heavenly health? So that'll be fun. And you can find that, um, anywhere podcasts are distributed and me on Instagram at Avon heavenly health for my health page. I'm still reworking and building it. 
Um, I need new content for sure. So it's kind of like a dead page right now, but we're going to get there. And then I also have um, Avon Heavenly Media, a different Instagram to track and follow my, my acting journey, my creative production space where I produce and put all the, the artsy stuff on, on that side of things. And then on YouTube at Heavenly, no, Avon Heavenly. So that's just a, a channel where I tracked my, I, I produced my whole health journey on YouTube for about eight years, making travel vlogs and kind of showing my process. Um, so I'm kind of everywhere and then kind of nowhere at the same time. So I'm pretty low key right now, but I think I'm gonna come back out of my cocoon in 2022. So thank you for inviting me out because that's what, for everybody at home, that's what Brenna kind of did for me. She gave me the invitation to be myself and inspired me to um, produce and do podcasting. So it's gonna be a fun year. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to it. It's gonna be so great. And I just wanna say like the planet, Planet Tones, is that the name of the show that you're producing? Yeah. Um, sounds like the most like Aquarian show ever, and I love it so much. It's like, yeah. I'm like, if an Aquarius could be a host for a show, that would be yeah. the show. So that's so it. perfect. And yeah. um, we'll link everything below in the show notes um, for you guys so that you can find Yvonne um, on all the places. Um, and I will see you all next week. Bye. Thank you, Brenna. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms as well as watch the video on YouTube. To keep up with this podcast, please subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. I really appreciate it. To keep up with Spiritum Meditation and this podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Spiritum Meditation. If you would like to book a session with me, you can do so at SpiritumMeditation.com.